So right now, James is with his family right now, so he'll be on in a little bit. But for the second time, we're going to have the lovely, the strong, the powerful Danny Vietti of CBS Sports. And uh, we'll talk about Steve Cohen, a couple off-season stuff, you know, maybe a little football, and uh, see how it goes. Hey, Danny, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. Um, So, you know, we had a crazy, crazy Game 6 of the World Series, you know. What was your thoughts of, you know, Kevin Cash taking out Blake Snow? Yeah, you know, personally, I've thought a lot about it, and uh, it, it's that my first reaction was this: it was the wrong decision. There's, there's no doubt about it. And looking back on it, I get it. It's the Tampa Bay Rays. What got them to the World Series is their numbers. It's their platoons. It's their matchups. It's what the Tampa Bay Rays are. At the same time, I think Tampa Bay, where they lapsed and where they faulted, is they forgot what also got them there is their players. Numbers, analytics, matchups, platoons, they can get you maybe a little bit further than if you weren't using the numbers. At the same time, you need good players to get to you to that destination. And I think that's where Kevin Cash um, lacked thinking um, and lacked common sense, really, because it, you could see that Blake Snell was dominant out there. You could see he dominated Mookie Betts and the rest of that top of the Dodger lineup. Any baseball guy would have told you to leave Blake Snell out there. And I think the Rays, on one hand, they went down with their ship. And on the other hand, they didn't recognize that Blake Snell is an exception and was an exception to all these analytics and all these numbers. That's the problem, too. Like, you're thinking, okay, five and two-thirds, nine strikeouts, at that point, two hits, two hits, Right? And Mookie Betts is batting, and, and, and right, right, you talk about analytics, but what about this stat? Mookie Betts is batting 200 against left-handed pitchers. How come that stat is not good enough? No, you also got to put in a guy who lately has not been the same pitcher. The For some reason, he could get out the Yankees. I don't know what the Yankees didn't see, but he sucked against the Astros. And he sucked in the World Series. So maybe if you bring him someone else, but no, you keep the guy in. And if I'm a free agent pitcher, I'm not going to Tampa. Because if I'm cruising and and I've gone six innings and gave up one hit, are you going to take me out? Can I not finish the game? Yeah, that's fair criticism. I will say I don't think Tampa Bay is all that concerned about being an attractive destination for agents <laughs> just because they weren't, before the World Series, that that's not exactly their label um, that's been attached to their team. But certainly I think that will cause some disturbance between Blake Snell and Kevin Cash. And, and not only Blake Snell, but I think there's a question too is why did he leave in Tyler Glasnow for 120 pitches when he wasn't pitching nearly as well as Blake Snell was? And so it's almost... I don't want to say it's unfair because it sounds rather juvenile to say it's unfair when we're talking about a baseball game, but it, it kind of was. And I think Blake Snell kind of got the shaft. And, you know, Blake Snell is going to be in contract for another three years with Tampa Bay. Um, and as, you know, everybody expects, Kevin Cash is going to be there plenty long. I mean, he just led them to a World Series. So it's going to be a really interesting dynamic to see how those two uh, mend what, what happened in the 2020 World Series.
right? How weird is that, right? At four and two thirds, Glassdale, 120 pitches. I truly thought his arm was going to fall off. And he didn't go past 100, I think, this whole entire season. So it's weird. I, I, I get it. You needed the innings and whatnot. But Blake Snell at 73 pitches. Now, he wasn't going complete that night. He definitely was not. Was not. But he could he could have finished that inning, and and he could have possibly finished the seventh with with possibly eighty six pitches, which then you can put that into the eighth potentially, and and right that's that's what I thought we wanted, in 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 postseason, you want the starters to go save that bullpen for if you needed it, and then and then we're also talking about with everything that happened with Justin Turner. You're possibly, for the first time ever, going to have a starter start back-to-back World Series games because if they play Game 7 next week, you have Blake Snell versus possible Clayton Kershaw. What kind of story would that be? Yeah, there's so many questions and so many um, concerns, really, because I think it's one thing to have a plan going into a game. It's another thing to have a a plan to a fault. And that's really anything. It's not just baseball. It's really just when we're talking about life, too. People are going to throw you curveballs. Life is going to throw you curveballs. You know, things are going to come out of left field. You have to be able to make adjustments. You have to be able to look at your plan and understand when to make changes in that plan mid-game. And not just mid-game, but mid-life, mid-anything. Mid you, you can't go in there with a plan and be in it to a fault. Because as we saw with Tampa Bay, it's not going to work out for you. There is an exception. Blake Snell was an exception, and unfortunately, Kevin Cash failed to recognize that. Yeah, and, and that's part of the problem, right, too. They probably analyzed the whole game. What could exactly go wrong? What could not, what could not go wrong? Let's let's use the Yankees example on on a non-Garrett Cole day, right? Because Garrett Cole is pretty much, you know, he takes everything out the window, but... You want you want you want your starter to go five, then 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 you go to the formula, Green, Aravino, Britton, Chapman, blah blah blah. But if that goes wrong, if your starter only goes two, then you go to Clark Schmidt or et cetera et cetera. But you have to have a thing where let let's say that starter is now going six plus, under eighty pitches, eight strikeouts. You gotta think okay. He's dealing. Let's put him in. But no, that's why I love that the White Sox hired Tony La Russa. Because now, no matter what numbers he gets, if, if let's say, uh, what's his name? Oh, they're, they're, they're ace. I'm blanking on the name right now. But let's say he's, oh, there you go. There you go. Lu, Lucas Giolito. Let's say he's balling. He'll keep him in the game. He'll keep him in. And that's what we need more. Which is why I wish Buck Showalter would get a job. Uh, that, that might be. I won't go as far as to say is that's what baseball needs. Do I think it would be better for the game to have guys go longer in games? Maybe, because there's less pauses and there's a little bit less disruption to the games. At the same time, I think there's a reason managers do it. But at the same time, I feel like we're talking in circles at this point. But at the same time, there are exceptions to every rule. And you have to have a plan, but at the same time, have adjacent plans, too, for when things don't go exactly as planned. Um, to your point about Tony La Russa, I, I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to be managing like he was in 2011. 
it's not as if Tony Russo has been sitting on his couch eating popcorn and watching movies for the past nine years. He's yeah. very he's very adept and uh, will adapt to the times. Uh, the people I've talked to and what I've heard about him is he's very he's just a baseball guy. Um, he knows yeah. everything about it. It's not not as if he's stuck in 2011 baseball. He knows what's going on. He's um, very capable of adapting to the times, and so we'll. Will we see a little bit more old-fashioned baseball with Chicago? Maybe, because that's kind of what Tony La Russa is just naturally known for. But at the same time, I think he will understand that there are new strategies, there are new tactics to this game, and I think he'll kind of find a way to mix those two together. That's true. And, you know, going on to a little Justin Turner, um, you know, I I think he was incredibly selfish. You know, I get it. You won the World Series. You want to take a picture you want to you want to get onto the field but how how do you think they handled that situation yeah it was really tough and here's what i'll say about justin turner i've heard nothing but good th- i don't know him on a personal basis what i do know is that he's supposed to be a really high character person and he was a guy who made a big time mistake and he's gonna have to live with that for the rest of his life you can say Major League Baseball needs to suspend him. Major League Baseball needs to find him. But what's done is done. You know, we can't take away what happened. Unfortunately, he put not just his teammates. You know, you can make the case, look, he's been around his teammates for the past however many days. They were already susceptible to, to this virus. Um, but it's not just them. It was media members that were on the field. It was family members. Um, yeah. Members from Major League Baseball, there were other people on that field that were put into a situation they shouldn't have been put in because of the decisions made by Justin Turner. And that's not fair to them. And in my opinion, Major League Baseball did not do a good enough job of keeping Turner off the field because they kind of used Turner and his will to go back onto the field as an excuse, in my opinion. They blamed it on Turner Sports and they blamed it on Justin Turner. They basically said, he willed his way back on the field. We couldn't do anything to stop it. I think that's a sorry excuse because I've seen a handful of different fans run on the field, and I've seen them being tackled by security guards. I saw no one really making that true of an effort to stop Justin Turner. And granted, I didn't see what happened in the clubhouse or down below, but on the field, I saw Justin Turner walk right out there and didn't really have much uh, much obstacles in his way. So I think Major League Baseball, in my opinion, from what I saw and optically, uh, they didn't do a good enough job on their part. And I, I think, to, you know, just thinking how I would think in that situation and how I think they should have done things different is I think part of them felt like, look, it's the last game. Let's just mail it in. And then, again, that's not a good excuse. They need to hold themselves to a higher standard. That's That's exactly what it is. It's like right. It's like protocols go out the window when you win the championship. And then the part that pissed me off, the the part of him not wearing the mask. L- listen, if you want to be in the picture, fine, but you keep your goddamn mask on. You have coronavirus. Why? And then and then he has to kiss the same trophy that everyone else kissed. So, so so what if Turner wasn't the last Dodger? That means other people are now touching that trophy. Like, that is crazy to me. 
you know, I get a nice guy. He's been in the league for a long time. You know, maybe it's maybe maybe if it's someone with an attitude problem or, or something, who 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 knows? But and then and then Michael K on on the Michael K show was saying, oh, maybe security didn't want to stop him because they didn't want to get COVID. You know, I'm sure that's perfectly understandable. But but if it's me, if to show that you care, you gotta suspend them at least the first week of the season next year. At least that much, because if you do nothing, it, it just shows that that you don't take it out seriously. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. They they need to do something. There's no doubt about it. I, again, I, I don't think a suspension or a fine is really going to um, hurt him that much. And oh, I'm no. talking about by hurt, I mean um, character, not not just character wise, but just how he is as a person. I don't think it's going to hurt him as much as it will having to live with the rest of his life. Heaven forbid, you know, God forbid something happened to somebody that was on that field. Hopefully nobody right. contracted the virus because of his decisions. But if something did happen, he's going to have to live with that decision for the rest of his life. And I think that's more powerful than any suspension or fine that could go his way. 100%. Um the, the Tigers also got a new manager in AJ Hints, and that's kind of weird, right? You go from a team of managing stars, I'm talking star players, to a team that's not going to win for a while. W- what do you think of him going to manage the Tigers? I personally think fit-wise, it's pretty good for a guy like AJ Hintz because I had concerns about the White Sox or uh, one of these teams that are more ready to win now, hiring a guy like AJ Hinch. And I'll tell you why. I, I don't want a team that's ready to win now having more outside distractions than they already have. And a guy like AJ Hinch, who is obviously coming off a very polarizing moment and season from 2017, just being obviously let go by the Astros because of the sign stealing scandal, you're going to have so much more noise come in your direction um a team like the tigers why i'm okay with it they're not expected to win they don't really have any expectations they can they're not going to have a, a thousand reporters going their way uh during spring training and asking the players so many different questions about their new manager there's just less going on in detroit and i think if aj hinch can give detroit some momentum through his first season kind of let time heal the wounds um, you know, by year two, year three, maybe they have Detroit as a winning team. And people have, by, by then have pretty much maybe not forgotten about the science stealing scandal, but they can at least let it go. And it's not right at the forefront of every conversation. So I like the fit for Detroit, and I like the fit uh, more so for Hinch going to Detroit as opposed to uh, maybe a win-now team. Maybe that's exactly why he did it, you know, show, show that. You're a good manager, right? Because if if you put him with the White Sox or a good team, it's okay. You're, you're with young, talented players. You know, maybe it's them. So so maybe this is a way for him to show, hey, I can really manage. And all that, because that's what a lot of people kept saying, kept saying about Steve Kerr. Is it really Steve Kerr, or or is it the fact that he has Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry? So maybe so maybe that's part of it also. Certainly, and I'm sure he. We'll accept that challenge, and um, you know it, we're all gonna find out sooner than later. That's for sure. And uh, new owner, bye bye Will Ponds. So not only because it comes with a huge, huge checkbook, you know, maybe Steve Cohen goes two hundred sixty plus million, 
maybe he goes three. You know, there's a lot of big time free agents that, you know, normally would have no shot at being a Met. What do you think of Steve Cohen now being the owner of the Mets? I just am happy for the players because what I've seen and what I've seen uh, or heard, I should say, from different players from the Mets organization is they're just happy to have new direction and new leadership. Um, I no, I don't think anybody knows exactly what goes on within our organization and the conversations that are had, but just seeing what Noah Syndergaard responded with, saying he's just excited to have new leadership, I think that truly says it all. Um, because I think it's less about talent when it comes to the Mets. The Mets have talent. They have right. an incredible bullpen. Uh, they've had an incredible bullpen for the last couple of years. They've had a starting rotation. If you're looking talent-wise, just on paper, they have one of the best rotations in the league. Um, yeah. Yet they have really failed to accomplish anything in the past, ever since they reached the World Series. Um, so it, it, it's tough. It just be, I think it, I feel good for the players just because of the position that they're in now as opposed to what they were in previous seasons because I think they have enough talent. If they just get some leadership and they get some guys giving them good direction, they have all the tools, they have all the talent, and I think they can kind of get in uh, into this new era of Mets baseball. Yeah, I mean, do do you think they'll pick up any one of the three big free agents that's out there? Trevor Bauer, George Springer, and, G- and J.P. Riamuto? I think between those three, if they were to go after any of those three, it would be Riamuto. Um, I don't see him landing there personally. I think he has some better options elsewhere. Uh, but, you know... Th- New York has wanted a really good catcher for a while. They went out and got a catcher at the deadline this this last year. They like Wilson Ramos, but he's not great behind the backstop. His pitchers haven't been super complimentary of his framing skills. He's great with the bat. I think he could be a great DH, uh, but maybe less time behind the dish. So I think they would really like to have a new catcher. I just don't know if I see Real Muto landing in New York. Speaking of framing, that leads us to Gary Sanchez. You know, he he barely he barely played in the postseason and to me, if you can't play in the postseason, that's the biggest spot. I don't know how you have a future with this team. He's 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 about to be twenty eight. You know, next year he'll be a free agent. What do you think and and I don't think Higashioka is the Yankees future, you know. I I truly don't think so. So what do you think the Yankees would do with Gary Sanchez? So, yeah, I personally think Higashioka could be the catcher of the future. Why not? You don't need – we've seen in years past, you don't need a catcher that rakes. You need a catcher that can frame. You need a catcher that has good camaraderie with the pitching staff. Higashioka has that. Garrett Cole requested him, and all of a sudden he got more playing time out of it. So I put this in an article last year. Um, I thought the Yankees should have traded Gary Sanchez before this last season. They opted not to, and he struggled again. Uh, I thought they should have traded him while he still had some value. At this point in his career, I don't. I question whether he has any value at all. Because I think teams right now look at him and say, he might have a little bit of pop, but he really can't do much else. He doesn't do well behind the backstop, and he has obviously struggled with the bat. Um, when you're looking at Higa, Shioka, and Sanchez, who would be the better option? I looked at their past numbers. Um, in the last two seasons, and granted, Higashioka has much less at-bats and less playing time. Right. Higashioka, his, his home run per at-bat was not that much 
It wasn't that many greater at bats than it was Gary Sanchez. And what is Sanchez? What's one thing that he does well? It's hit for power. Um, Higashioka really wasn't that far behind with Gary Sanchez. He's a much better framer. Uh, he has much better camaraderie with his pitching staff. So we've seen in the years past, you don't need a catcher that rates. You need a guy that can catch a good game. That's what Higashioka does. So um, if I were the Yankees, I would try and find, uh, figure out what Sanchez's value is to other teams, see if you can find another spot for him. Um, if not, I think you find a way to tweak his swing because it's obviously not working. Yeah, um, Higashioka is 30, so that's also another reason why I think that he won't be their, you know, career franchise harder. But 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 just looking at when he plays, he does hit. He does hit for average. He takes he takes pretty good at bats. So so I wouldn't mind. But you're right. His value now to where to where they they could have potentially gotten a Debbie Garcia. Now they're not getting crap unless a team really thinks they can change him. And if if Major League Baseball eventually does go to the electronic strike zone, framing's not going to mean crap. I think I don't think teams are thinking about that right now, though. Um, I understand the CBA is coming up next year, but I think going to an electronic strike zone, I think we're still a handful of years away from that. So it's your front office. I just think that's more that's more in the distant future as opposed to what they're thinking now, especially when you're talking about the Yankees. They're trying to win right now. Yeah. And that window is very close to closing. You got Aaron Judge coming up on twenty eight. You got you got Glaber coming up to twenty four years old. You know you got George I think twenty eight or twenty nine. If they don't win in the next, let's say two seasons, because by the third they'll have to think about signing a lot of people or trading a lot of people. Do you consider all this planning, all this baby bomber stuff, a failure? Uh, can you repeat the question? I'm sorry, kind of cut out. Let's let's say they don't win within the next two years, right? Because by by the third, they'll have to think about re- signing a bunch of people to long term deals or trading people. Do you consider all this baby bomber stuff a failure? Uh, no, I, not at all. I, I think if you don't walk away with a championship within the next five years, um, yeah, it's probably a failure when you're talking about the perspective of the Yankees. Um, but I won't say, I think their window is a little greater than a couple of years, just because they're going to have Cole for so much longer. They're going to have Judge for a handful more years. Uh, they're going to sign him to a long-term deal. They're going to sign DJ LeMahieu to a long-term deal this year, too, what I'm expecting. Um, so I think their championship window is just uh, maybe a little bit longer than we're giving them credit for. Um, but it is the New York Yankees, and so if you're asking me if they don't want a championship with them, Three years, I, w- I would say it's not a failure. But I'm sure if you ask a handful of other Yankee fans, they would say it is a failure if you don't win a championship every single year. That's just the expectations that are the New York Yankees. For me, I expect DJ no more than three because, you know, he is going to be 32 years old. So I don't know if you can go four. I mean, if it takes four years, you obviously give it to him. And I'm worried about giving George a long-term, a long-term deal. You know, right now, I don't think he's worth six, seven years, $200 million. I mean, yeah, when he plays, he's okay. But even in his postseason moments, right, he's had moments. But collectively, he's not good. And if he's only giving you 90 to 100 games a year, that's not worth a seven-year deal. 
Are you referring to Judge? Yeah. Yeah, right now I I would be um, not pessimistic, but I would be a little hesitant to give him a long-term deal just because he hasn't really shown he can do it for 162 games a season. So, um, you know, if I'm sitting up there in that Yankee front office, I'm looking at Aaron Judge and saying, look, if you want to get paid, you're going to have to show me you can do it. And he has yet to do that. Um, he's had some great moments in the postseason. He's really led the Yankees. And when, when they're healthy, they're the most lethal team in baseball. There's no argument. Unfortunately, those times have just been so few and far between from Stanton to Judge. Um, but next year, their pitching staff's going to get uh, some more help with Severino coming back. So, again, that championship window is – uh, a little longer, in my opinion, than other people give him credit for, and Severino is going to be a big part of that. That's that's going to be huge, and if they can add a piece like Char- Charlie Morton, who the Rays declined his option today, so, so so that could be cheap, and then also if they could even pick up a guy like Cor- Corey Kluber, that's also huge. Um, Trevor Lawrence just got COVID. Do you think he'll? try to avoid the Jets, or do you think he'd go to the Jets? Uh, I, to be honest, I really can't answer. I'm not really a football guy. Um, okay. I could I tell you, I, I think it'd be hard to turn down being a number one pick, that's for sure. So, who do you think is going to be Cy Young's and MVP for baseball in a couple of weeks? So right now I have Jose Abreu as my American League MVP in the National League, Freddie Freeman, Cy Young in the National League, Trevor Bauer in the American League, I have Shane Bieber, and I personally think I think three of those four are pretty much a lock, whereas I think the American League MVP can go a couple different directions, but Abreu is mine. I'd I'd pick Abreu too collectively, right? He had uh he had he had fifty RBIs in what? 30 home runs of Ray? Uh, not quite that many, but um, he had, yeah, incredible. See, he led the American League in RBIs, and um, yeah, he was really just the guy for the White Sox. Even though Tim Anderson, um, he got a little bit of a late start because of injury. I think Jose Abreu, Abreu was really their rock all year. That's why I think that's the perfect time, you know, you, you know, a team for Tony Lewis to manage. Because even if you look at that wild card series, right? With all those injuries they had in Game Two, I per no in Game Three, I personally believe if they don't have all of those injuries, I think they beat the A's. Yeah, that's certainly a, you never know what can happen. It's all part of baseball injuries. You just it's always that big what if factor, and that's going back to the Yankees. That's really been their bugaboo for the last few seasons. What if Severino doesn't get hurt? What if Stan doesn't get hurt? What if Judge doesn't get hurt? It's all part of the game. That's just weird, too, because you'd think for a 60-game season that it helps a team like the Yankees. So if you can't win a 60-game season, I don't know how, how you're going to do in a 162. And then if you go a third year with Aaron Boone to where he don't no, – no, before them, sorry. If you go a fourth year with Aaron Boone and not make it to at least a World Series, I think – they would have to cut bait. Yeah, they. From what I heard, they definitely considered um, going a different direction this year. Um, so they ended up keeping Aaron Boone. I actually think that was the right decision. I don't think right now it's the time to switch manager. But if you go another season, 
and you fall short, I, I think your expectation next year is get to the World Series. But uh, I think it depends, too, on optically. Um, you know, if they make the ALCS and they just miss it and they play a really good series and Aaron Boone makes good managerial decisions, I think he earns that job. But if you get to the ALCS and he pulls a Kevin Cash type thing, um, I think that's when the time comes. But see, also, too, with all this analytics, right? If you make a move using analytics, how how could a team choose to fire you? Because you're doing what they want you to do. It depends on the situation. Um, a, a guy like Ke- a guy like Kevin Cash, look, he was already in the World Series. They're not going to obviously sever ties with him. But if you're already at the breaking point, and you're at a point, a guy like Aaron Boone, who there has already been rumors and floating around that they really haven't played to their expectations. Um, right. You're not going to put the blame all on one play. It could be the one that pushes a GM over the edge. And then also with Boone, how long of a leash do you think Cashman has? Uh, he's made great moves. It just, they, I think it's more so been about the players not doing their job on the field. And injuries, too. I mean, the Yankees have been plagued by injuries the last two years. Um, I don't think it's anything to do with the front office. I think they've done a phenomenal job. I mean, shoot, they got Garrett Cole, the best pitcher in the league. Um, yeah. They've brought in, obviously, Stanton has been injury uh, has been injury concern for years, but they brought in DJ LeMayhew. Um, and then they've done a nice job getting role players, too, along the way. Um, so I, I think the front office has done a phenomenal job. Do you think... The Mets will bring back their manager for another year or go another route? Uh, from what I understand, I, I believe they are bringing back their manager. Um, yeah, um, I, I don't really have anything other than that. I, I haven't heard anything else. Do you think Alex Cora will, will go back with the Red Sox? I've heard mixed results there. I've heard some people tell me that it's an absolute lock. He's going to go back to Boston. Um, and I've heard other things. I've heard that Time Bloom wants to go a different direction. So, to be honest, I think right now it's kind of a coin flip. With the Astros making it to Game 7 of the ALCS, even though they lost, do you think it shows a way of, okay, maybe they really didn't need trash cans to win games? I didn't need to see them go game 7 games to know that. Um, just look at their roster. I, I knew the talent that this team had, and I think most baseball fans would agree that none of those players, I mean, shoot, George Springer, number one pick, Jose Altuve, MVP candidate, uh, seemingly every year. Um, not this year, of course. Alex Bregman is a top three pick. Um, they had so much talent, raw talent, that everybody knew was good. We all knew they didn't need trash cans to succeed, and I personally didn't need seven games in an ALCS to recognize that. I, I 100% percent agree with you based based on that lineup i knew this team could play and they're unfortunately most likely going to lose at least one of the outfielders i think they'll try to keep springer because you want to keep that whole band together right it's a fantastic lineup but i don't think you can keep brantley and i don't think you can keep reddick unless he does it on the cheat and just like the white Sox, i think the astros did a great thing on having dusty baker there it's a firm voice. It's a guy who commands respect, and I think they should keep him there. 
Oh, certainly. Dusty Baker was really the guy that kept everyone kind of level-headed in that dugout. Um, he was put in a really unique, strange, and hard position, just coming into essentially enemy territory and being told, hey, you're at the helm, um, take us take us where you need us to go, or where we need to go. And he did a phenomenal job, and he did a good job of having his players' backs, um, defending them, and at the same time understanding the the situation he was in. Um, so, yeah, Dusty Baker is really a manager I don't think he gets enough respect just because he doesn't – he hasn't gotten to – led his team to a World Series yet. But I, I think, um, you know, with Astros, I, I think they'll bring back Springer personally. Um, they don't need Redick anymore with Kyle Tucker out there in the outfield now. Yeah. Um, I, I think they still have plenty of tools to have a lot of success. Of course, Justin Verlander having Tommy John surgery will hinder them. Uh, but still plenty of talent down there in Texas. That that is, That's another thing, too. If he don't get hurt, they are definitely going to the World Series, I think. I I don't think the Rays push past five, you know? Uh, wait, say that again, I'm sorry? If uh, Justin Verlander never got Tommy John, I don't think the Rays push it past five in the ALCS. Uh, you never know what can happen. I mean, it's baseball. I mean, Justin Verlander hasn't exactly been exceptional in the playoffs in his in his playoff career. So I think I think you're maybe not giving enough credit to the Rays there. Maybe that's true. Um, let's assume they play one sixty two. Do you think under La Russa the White Sox will win the division this next year? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they certainly have a chance. I mean, they got some of the most young talent in the league. Uh, they're going to have Eloy Jimenez. He's going to be a year older. Luis Roberts, another year older. Uh, they need to get another starter, another starting pitcher in there. I mean, Trevor Bauer would be a great fit, of course. I mean, he could be a great fit for 30 teams, but I think the White Sox in particular, because they are in win-now mode, I think he would be a great fit. Um, he's also a guy you mentioned, Larusa. LaRusse can throw him out there for seven, eight innings every single time. You don't really have to worry about too many analytics when it comes to Trevor Bauer because he's going to take care of business himself. Um, so, yeah, they certainly are going to be not only um, in contention, but I think they might even be the front runners going into the next season. What kind of contract do you think Bauer will command? Do you think he'll look for the short deal, or do you think he'll look for the long deal and the most money? He's such a tough guy to read, you know. Um, I personally think it's going to be really hard to turn down two hundred fifty million dollars, and I think that's going to be pretty close to what he gets between two hundred and two fifty. Um, I think with the success that he had last year, I think it's certainly in the ballpark of what he deserves. Um, he said that he wants a short deal. Um, we'll see if that happens. I just think it's really tough to turn down a long term deal when you just don't know what's going to happen, especially as, as a pitcher. Uh, pitchers are so tough because all it takes is one injury, and it really can end a career, unfortunately, for some of these guys. And um, Hopefully that doesn't happen, of course, with Trevor Bauer, but I think it's going to be really hard to turn down a long-term deal, and I think he's going to get plenty of offers for long-terms. Oh, absolutely. Just, just right off the bat, I can think of 10 teams that I think could absolutely use him, and if it's me... I'm I'm depending the contract based on what team, right? If it's like if, if it's like the White Sox, the Astros, the Yankees, the Rays, the good teams, I'll go long term. But if it's a mediocre average team, team that might win it, I'm going short term deal that way. 
if you do good again, then maybe you can get, you know, a $150, $200 million deal. Yeah, certainly. Alright, so, so who, who do you think, right now, basing it off the rosters, is the best team to try to win next year's World Series? Well, I mean, it's hard to pick against the Dodgers, obviously, just because they're less than a week removed from winning the World Series. But I think two teams I have circled are certainly the Padres and White Sox. They made huge leaps forward in 2020. I think 2021 is really going to be their year where they can take that extra leap and uh, maybe even become World Series contenders. And with National League teams maybe not having DH, if you're a free agent, is that something you're going to think about, especially if you're a pitcher? I'll, do I go to them because I'll I'll have to bat, or do I not go to them because I don't want to bat? Would you Would you consider that if if if, if you were like a Trevor Bauer or a Corey Kluber or Charlie Morton? I would say no, just because there's so much uncertainty with next season. I don't think anybody really knows exactly what the landscape's going to look like, both season wise, rule wise, um, and everything in between. So I don't. I don't think that's really going to be a difference maker between whether a player pitches for that team or this team. That's what what also I don't like, right, too, because it's like they're kind of making the rules up go along because no team knew that how the days off would work in the postseason. So I'm pretty sure a team like the Yankees, they would have made a deal for a starter if they didn't know. Wouldn't you say it's unfair for... Major League Baseball to do that to teams like like not let them know how it is before you know people people sign stuff or before free agency ends or whatnot. Uh, I just think it's uh, I think it's tough right now. They're in a really tough position. I think they have the goal of pinning down those rules as soon as possible. So I would give them a little bit more time to get things panned out. But um, I, I think they have a goal that they want to get these rules intact before free agency does begin on Sunday. Most important question, do you think we'll be allowed in the ballparks in 2021? Yes, in some capacity. Very similar to how they did the World Series. And I think it depends on state, too. I think they're going to base it off of how the NFL has been played. They're going to do it state by state, team by team. Um, And it'll kind of be up to each team to designate how many fans are allowed in their stadiums based on what the state rules and state regulations are. And uh, with with it now being the off season, what's what's your off season like? What what do they got you doing over there? Uh, just same old, same old. Um, yeah, just business is booming. Of course, it's free agency is starting this next week, so there's really no slow day over here. Nice, and uh, you know, obviously winter meetings all virtual. You know, do you think it will still be exciting? And and. And I wonder, right, for us fans, normally they would have it on a Major League Baseball Network. Do you think we'd be able to see anything? Uh, I, optically, it might be a little bit more complicated this year, but that's everything with COVID. Um, so I think there'll still be plenty of excitement. There's a lot of really good big names that are out there. There's going to be some splash hits. So um, I think it's going to be an exciting offseason. Maybe not quite as exciting as last year, obviously, with Garrett Cole being the headliner. But still, plenty of uh, dominoes to fall. Who who do you think signs first between Bauer, Springer, or or JT Realmuto? 
I honestly couldn't tell you. Yeah, it just kind of, um, you know, I don't think anybody knows when when someone's going to sign. It just kind of depends. Well, hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you for coming on, and uh, hope by spring training we can have you on again. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Take care. You too. Alright, so James just got home from a fabulous night with the family. You know, we just we just had on the wonderful Danny Vietti. But James just told me an interesting story. So you know what? Tell 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 the people what just happened at that restaurant. Should I should I tell the people? Should I should I should I I, I think you should tell the people. Alright people, so obviously I, I went out for for the family, sister had a long day at work, so you know, we went to we went to a Miller's. Not Miller's of L House, like Miller's. It's called Street Miller's. Out 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 in the Jersey streets. So, you know, first of all, we had to wait. Because I texted Nick that our original plan was to have dinner at seven thirty, finish and be home by eight so I can join Vinny. Unfortunately I missed him and that's unfortunate and I'm sorry I'll have to listen to the podcast because I'm sure it was a fantastic interview. That's not a here nor there. We waited about a good fifteen to twenty minutes to be seated. Then we waited about a good twenty five minutes just to be served. So I was like, what the hell is going on? And by the way, it wasn't even a lot of people. So what's the excuse? There was not that many people. So I'm wondering, what the hell is going on here? So basically, we had to wait 25 minutes, and then when we got the meal, Bella wanted soup. My, my, my niece has a peanut allergy. And then, come to find out, there was peanuts in her soup because she wasn't feeling well. And I was, oh, I was so angry. I, I knew, I called the scene. I went straight to the manager. I cursed out a storm before finally getting the correct soup and getting a meal on the house, which is great, but that's not the point. If I'm going to a restaurant, I expect excellent service. I don't expect this tomfoolery. That is upsetting. That's what pisses me off. So Miller's, fuck you. In Paramus, New Jersey, by the way. So if if you're ever thinking of going to Miller's in Paramus, New Jersey, don't because you might get killed that day. Um, James, James, I thought was too nice. If I was there, I would have took out the phone. I would have made a video, and I would have been like, so guy, guy, guy. Do you know you almost killed my friend's niece? Do you? Do you? Do you know because your because your dumb waiter waitress couldn't understand the difference of it can't have peanuts in it? Do you? Do you? And if it was me, I, w- I would have called the cops. I would have called the cops. I would would have caused big scene. You don't do that out here. When when people say they cannot have something in food, it's a can't that. They're not telling you to be difficult. They're saying it because I don't know what's... Uh, maybe they're alert to it. How about that? How about that? They're alert to it. They could possibly die. And and, and and we're lucky that didn't happen. They're lucky that didn't happen. Because this is the kind of thing people get fired for. People get sued for. 
business license get taken away. Problems. So, you know what? I'm going to be that type of guy and Google this place. And I'm going to leave a review. I'm going to be that guy. Because you almost kill someone. You know what? You don't deserve politeness.
He won't be official, guys, until the next 10 days. And the Blasio already approved. What are your thoughts? Hold on. But, um... Go ahead, go ahead. No, um, well, I think it's good for the Mets, you know. You get, you get out of the Wilpon era. Um, you get a guy who's not afraid to spend money. You get a guy who's not afraid to add a $300 million payroll. You know, you can possibly, even, even though they won't, you know, this is a team now that can get, you know, spring a real Mutum Bauer in one offseason if, if he chooses to. It's not going to happen, but if he chooses to, he could. So, I think they won't get none of those guys, but I do think they can get a guy like Charlie Morton. You know, I do think they can get a guy like James Jackson. You know, you know, I do, I I do think they can potentially get a Corey Kluber. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, and Yankees gotta hop on it now more than ever because if the Mets win a championship before the Yankees. Uh, it's gonna be problems. It's 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 gonna be sad. It's gonna be weird, you know. And it's it's not something that I'm down for. It's also crazy too if you think about it. Um, we got ownership change. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets got a new um got got a new owner in um Joseph Ty, and now they already got KD and Kyrie. The Islanders got a new owner in Ledecky and Malkin, and they went to the conference finals. Now let's see what the Mets can do under Cohen. A new ownership doesn't ultimately guarantee instant success. But like you said, he does have the money. And because he did not lose money, except all the 29 owners, he he, he, he could go big game hunting. So he could get a Charlie Morton, like you said. He could get a, a Trevor, a, a, a Bauer. He can get a Riamunto, if he's so pleased. Doesn't mean, will they get them? Probably, probably not. But he could if he wanted to. I mean, Charlie Morton's option was declined. So was um, Indy. So was Brad Hand, Carlos Santana. So you're seeing a lot of options being declined. So the Mets could the Mets could go instead of shopping at Neiman Marcus, they could shop at Cole's action. That's right. You know, it, it's crazy. Now, I'm I'm sure I'm sure you didn't touch on this earlier, but. We had a pre-show. We, we, we talked early. You know, Nick, how often do me and you talk? Uh, once, maybe twice a day. Yeah. So, you know, we talk early in the morning, you know. We talk in the morning, you know, we talked about a lot of things, you know. He was really, were you very happy about the Falcons beating the Panthers yet last night? I thought that was beautiful. I think it was okay. the nicest thing to ever happen. And but that's not decided. the point of this diet. But that's not the point of this diet chart. Now, the point is, we were talking, and we and I saw up an article we should have talked about, talking about Mitch, um, Mitchell Miller. For those who are like, who is this guy? Well, this guy is a hockey player. He was drafted in the fourth round by the Arizona Coyotes. So you think, all right, you know, why are we talking about this random guy getting drafted by a random team? So he was accused, he's 18 right now, he was born December 20th, 2001. So he turns 19 this year. So this guy was accused of bullying a disabled black teen, said the N-word, and he made a kid eat a lollipop 
from the bathroom urinal. Now the kid got tested for H, you know, SHIV, all the sexual disease turned out negative. But he did that when he was 16. The point of that was that I misread that and Nick was just ripping me for not reading. So Nick, the floor is yours. Well, the reason why I, I ripped James, right? Because if he did it at 16, then okay, a little maturity, da-da-da-da-da-da, you know. Um, but now that he did it at, eight, at, at 18, I can't, you know, take, take, take his side. And, and even, even, even though, you know, you don't want to take his side at all, but, you know, the, you know, the part of the base sometimes, you got to have one guy take the bad side. But again, at 16, I had a case. Because people do a lot of dumb stuff at the age of 16 years old that they want to do older. Um, but the reason why I got mad at James, how do you misread a number? You cannot misread a number. It's easy. It's not hard. But no. But listen. This guy, and I read something from the victim's mother. You know, it's nice that he apologized to all of the hockey teams, but he didn't apologize to my son for years, for years. And the kind of mental effect it has on him, still to this day, that's bad. So, you know what? Even though... We just talked about second chances the other day. You know, even, even though just the other day we talked about second chances. But something like this is, you know, he took advantage of the situation. He, you know, took advantage over someone that he is 20,000 times mentally strong over. And then he made a racist by saying the N-word. It was bad enough he was bullying. But then once he said that, you know... It's not cool. Maybe, maybe, maybe the victim thought he was trying to be his friend. Maybe he thought he was popular to be seen with him. Uh, you know, I don't know. And, and then apparently, even after he graduated, he still kept picking on him. He he still kept coming on him. So, you know what? Maybe he shouldn't get to be able to make millions of dollars. Maybe he shouldn't get to play with in the, in the NHL or any other, other developmental league, you know? So yeah. that's so you know what, kid? You're learning a valuable lesson, a big expensive lesson, something that only one percent of people can get to say to be a professional athlete. But you know what? You don't get that. So I I don't feel sorry for you. I feel better for the victim. And you know maybe he'll never be normal. Maybe he'll never be better. But let's hope one day he he can get over the trauma. And hope he'll do fine. And what makes it worse is that he was supposed to go to North Dakota State for his development, but they kicked him off the team. So not only Arizona Coyotes renounce his rights, basically they don't. He's not part of the Arizona Coyotes organization. He can't. He's not even in college anymore. That's what makes it even worse. So he's gonna have a hard time trying to develop his hockey skills. Yeah. I'm, I'm not feeling bad for the kid because what he did was absolutely terrible. 
But I'm just saying, these are the ramifications, man. I mean, the fact that he's been doing this, and he was he was once in Ohio. He he went to school and he was in juvie for doing it, and he still kept doing it. Still kept doing it. And know what the sad part is? I bet the only reason why he apologized because the story got out. Oh, of course, of course. If if and ima- and imagine if teams didn't do this kind of background on potential players. Oh my God. But what made it worse is the Arizona Coyotes did not do it. Like he sent a letter to all thirty-one teams because the Crackets can't draft until twenty twenty-two. Sorry, twenty twenty-one. He can't. He sent a letter about this, and the Arizona Coyotes still took him with the fourth round. It was until social media made an uproar until they had to force to do this decision. How are you an NHL team and you don't do this kind of homework? I don't get it. You're a professional team. Are your guys supposed to do background checks on the the kids that you draft? They see dollar signs, man. They don't see lives. That's a damn shame. Well, Vegas odds did again. They updated, and they had the Dodgers and the Yankees as the two favorites to go re-meet in the World Series next year. And they updated by saying that the Yankees are the favorites to win the American League. Vegas did it again. Nick? Uh, Vegas can go scratch. You know, I, I don't care what Vegas says. They're, you know... It, it don't dictate games. It don't dictate anything. So, Vegas, go scratch. And all, yeah, and it's like, how are you going to predict the Yankees are going to win when the offseason hasn't even started yet? Technically, the offseason begins on Sunday. Plus, they haven't done anything in the past, in the past 10 years, man. 11 years, so. They haven't made scratch. the World Series in 11 years. So, what makes you think, what makes you think they're going to go anytime soon. They haven't done any... What has what have the Yankees done this? Oh, well, this is the year, guys. Absolutely jack shit. AJ Hinch, hired as the manager of the Detroit Tigers. Congratulations to him. So, AJ gets a second chance. La Russa gets a chance at the White Sox, being the oldest manager right now at 76 years old. Um, Alex Cora likely to be named the Red Sox manager, so Jared Carabas can get his undies in the bunch, so I'm sure he's happy about that. <laughs> Fuck Jared um, Carabas. Uh, uh, the Chiefs are favored to beat the Jets by 19 and a half points. Will the Chiefs cover the spread? Probably not. Uh, but, yeah. but, but as part of our picks... I'm. I've, I've picked the Chiefs once before, so I'm making the Chiefs my definite. Ooh. So then what's your lock? I don't know that. I haven't looked at yet. Well. Shoot, it is slim pickings for me. It is really. It, it, honestly, there is not. There is not any games, honestly, that I like. Ugh, this is terrible. I, I have to look at the schedule, honestly, to make an honest pick. Um, well, you ain't got to decide now. Yeah, I... I honestly can't make 
an honest pick right now because I don't know. There, there are games here that I honestly don't like. So I'm just gonna I'll I'll wait till Sunday. So so yeah. So the Chiefs are your definite. So you have to decide your lock. And remember the rules. If your definite, if your lock does not hit, if and your definite hits, you don't win anything. I know I made the rules. You stupid. Don't tell me the rules. How dare you? Who do you think you are? Oh oh my God! You're so mean to me. Ex- you so Excuse you, I mean, I just spent five minutes bashing a restaurant for you, you clown. Which I appreciate that, thank you so much, and it's on, and I appreciate it. it's on the tweet, and you know, you know, and I appreciate that, thank you so much, and it's on our story. That, of thank course it so is. Much. Fuck like, them, you know, fuck them, if anybody chooses to give them business, fuck you. Well, I know one thing. When we see each other next Friday, that's one restaurant we are not going. That's right. You know what? That's the kind of restaurant I would I would go by and say, "Hey, this place almost killed somebody. Do you really want to go there? Do you really want to go there?" That's what I would do. Oh my God! Uh, I'm I'm not sure how much how much this place is is reputable, but. From BNO Newsroom, it's a verified account, so I, so I'm hoping it's not wrong. Breaking U.S. reports: a hundred thousand coronavirus coronavirus cases in 24 hours, setting world record. A hundred thousand? How? That's what tweet says, guy. I don't know. I'm gonna Some, retweet it right now. Something, something doesn't sit right with me with that. Well, while you're doing that. I'll decide what I'm going to do this weekend with the picks. So, I don't know. if I, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Um, well, just because just because I'm using my definite, it doesn't mean you have to now. You don't, you don't oh, got to be a copy. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not using any of them. I'm not using my definite. Yet. It's a little bit too early. I'm just trying to think about what my lock is going to be. That's what I'm more concerned about. Because I can't use the Chiefs because I already made the Chiefs one of my locks. So, the Chiefs are out of the question. It, and honestly, honestly, this, this week is terrible. This week is terrible. There is, there is not a good, there is nothing good about these games that make me feel great about, you know? Hmm. Like, these games are terrible. Uh, an Astro fan said that the Dodgers championship is not legitimate. And my response to you is, Number one, you wouldn't say that if the Astros won the World Series. That's all you have to say to anybody that tries to say it's not real. That's it. That's that's the only thing you have to say. Yeah. You wouldn't, like, for all to say, well, the Dodgers World Series is not real. It's a fake season. Would you say that if your team won the World Series? Exactly. That, that's why it's bullshit. And would, would any would any Yankee fan say, "Well, this of course well, not, well, this bro. is a fake championship." Of course Screw not. Off. And all you nerds, all you nerds, can stay home and watch your Mandalorian this weekend. 
because that's all I've been saying on the timeline today. You nerds are over nerding. And apparently, 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 people think it's cool when you do hashtag the Mandalorian, Baby Yoda showed up. I don't know why that's so impressive. Oh my god. It's just a hashtag you guys see. You're not seeing Baby Yoda fly in the air for real. Are you you disrespecting the Mandalorian, sir? I am. I truly am. And no, I have not. I have not seen an episode. I will not see an episode. I refuse. Why are you disrespecting one of the best things that's happening that's going on for Disney? Oh what is wrong God. with you? One of the best what is wrong? What is the matter with you, sir? How dare you? How dare? Listen, my fellow nerds that hear this voice, the Mandalorian is cool. Don't listen to Nick. Nick's a clown. Nerd. He is a clown. Like he, like he, he is a clown. And the and, and it's crazy too. Because the Mandalorian is fantastic. Um, uh, two more quick things, and then and then um, and then we'll close it out. Um, obviously tomorrow is Halloween, so whatever it is you decide to do, stay safe. I know Nick's gonna be home, cozy and whatnot. Yes, sir. Um, if a trick or treat coming, give them candy. Cause you know what, I'm I'm gonna give kids out candy tomorrow. I'm giving. What's kids Bella candy gonna tomorrow. be? Huh? What's Bella gonna be? Isn't that fitting? And you know what? I'm going trick or I'm going trick or treating with her tomorrow. How about that? How's that gonna go? Are people actually gonna open their doors? Uh, some in my area, some will, some won't. It just depends. Um, it's not gonna be for long. It'll it'll be like a 10, 15 minute one. Um, I'm 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 I'm, I'm I have my suit. So I'm gonna go as American Gangster. Um, if you ever seen that Denzel Washington, I'm gonna go as that. <laughs> I I would have thought you were gonna do something nerdy. Nah, I wanna keep it simple. I'm I'm, I'm gonna go American Gangster. Listen, when I want to, I can dress with the best of them. Ooh, look like, at you trying to be Mr. Pimp, Mr. Nerd Pimp. Is that pinky up when you say that right now? That pinky better be up, you pimp hand. That pinky is always up. My, my, my pimp hand is always up. Is that pimp hand strong? See, when you say that, when you say that, you gotta have cognac in a glass. Trash. Candy corn is awesome. You're just, you're just trash. 
candy corn is disgusting. It is the horriblest candy. That was. Is it even? Is it even considered a candy? Really? I, I, I know it's in the name. It, it, it doesn't mean it's a candy. What, the, what type of person would name candy corn and not literally have candy in the name? Well, I mean, it sucks. It's a candy, damn it. Candy it's corn a- is trash. Candy corn candy is the corn worst is possible good. thing that, that has ever been invented. Listen, listen, candy corn is goat status. I, I don't understand why you think candy corn is trash. That is like a leap. I'm not the only one on Twitter that thinks candy corn is trash. A lot of people agree with me. A lot of people. A lot of people. Too bad, too bad that your opinion really doesn't matter. Oh, fuck you. Listen, listen, listen. Can- candy corn? Make a poll. Make a poll. Is candy corn good, yes or no? Make that poll. I, I guarantee you're going to get L's. Take that L, boy. Take that L. Take it. You want me to make a can? You want me, you want me to make the poll? Go. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it right now, buddy. You damn. Is candy corn good? Yes or no? Uh, you know what? I'm going to make the poll right now to the speak because all of this because all this candy corn slander, I'm not okay. Candy corn is trash. And again, I didn't do it earlier. The Daily Reminder. Trevor Lawrence, you stay away from the Jets. You stay away from candy corn. Candy corn is trash. It's garbage. It's disgusting. It smells. It, it looks disgusting, by the way. What an awful kind of coloring to put on that. It tastes what, like shit. Alright, Trevor Lawrence, stay away from the Jets. They're trash, they're garbage. You're not going to well, be good for another yeah. five years. First off, wish him well because, you know, COVID. Oh, that's most important. That's number one. First of all, Trevor, we wish you the best of, we wish you a speedy recovery because of COVID. Secondly, go to the Jets. I will have a daily reminder, go to the Jets. Why do you want him to go to the Jets? He's going to get killed there. Why do you want Trevor Lawrence to get killed? Because he's not a nerd like you? Huh? Huh? You f- he's a prima donna little white boy. a white boy. Nerd! He needs to go to a place that will humble him. And the Jets are going to humble him. So, why don't... Why don't Justin Field need to be humbled? Nah, Justin Field is fine. He's cool. He's cool. But I want Trevor Lawrence. What if Trevor Lawrence was going to go to the Giants? Would, would you want him to be humbled? I mean, Trevor Lawrence can come to the Giants. I mean, that, that is perfectly fine. I mean, I'm not... Uh, who am I to say no to, to, to Trevor Lawrence to the Giants? I mean, if he comes to the Giants, so be it. It'd be like that. Sure. That's how it works, my friend. But the Giants can humble him. Listen, 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 listen. You can fuck... First of all, first of all, first of all, here, 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 here's a new and improved fuck list, alright? Nick's fuck list. That's gonna be a daily fuck list. Number one, fuck Miller's Out House in Paramus, New Jersey. That's number one. Okay? Number two, 
Fuck candy corn. Number three. Fuck the Jets. Trevor Lawrence, stay away from there. Number four. Fuck, fuck Mandalorian, alright? And I hope all you nerds get offended. Get offended. Get offended. And number five, repeats number one. Fuck Miller's Alehouse in Paramus, New Jersey. You almost killed an eight-year-old little girl. You almost killed her. That would have been the worst of 2020. That would have given James two deaths. Okay? In the future, for anyone handling food, you fucking listen. I don't care if you're dealing with four, five, six, seven other tables. When someone says, know this, know that, they're not telling you that for shits and giggles. They're not telling you that to be fucking difficult. Or same thing in a fucking Starbucks. No regular milk. They're not asking for soy milk just to get their jollies. Alright? No fucking peanuts and soup. Guess what, buddy? Guess what? No fucking peanuts. So, for example, if the only kind of soup they had was one with peanuts, you go to that fucking table and you tell them, I'm so sorry. Right now, you gotta get something else other than soup. Bella might have been sad, but once it was explained, she would have understand. James would have said, okay, give us a couple more minutes. And and then that waiter or waitress could have came back. But no, you decided, "Let, let me try to see if I can kill someone today. Now, thankfully, you guys didn't have to rush Bella to the hospital. Thankfully, she didn't die. But what if next time it's not so lucky? Right? Imagine how you would feel. Not only would no one go to that store again. Never. Never. Right? People would be fired. People would lose their jobs. Right? James would have to sue. He'd win. Because no jury in the world would get to look at James James. And a picture of his dead niece. And be able to say not guilty. No fucking way. Alright. So that's that's something I take very very seriously. So I'm glad you told me. Because this is why people get people deserve to get violated. You do something like this. You cross a line. Get from cert. There's a line. And you just crossed it. Not only did they cross it. They killed the fucking line. So, I hope you guys learned the valuable lesson tonight. And you know what? I hope that waiter waitress, if not got fired, I hope that meal came out of their check. Oh, I hope so too. Because it's getting a meal. It's like, oh, well, James, you gotta me feel me out. It's not the point. Is, is that the point of the story? Is that the point? Is that the point you're if trying to If people think that, the that is the point, then then they're a fucking moron. Like, 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 well, you know, James, you got a free meal. Why are you so upset? It's not the... If you think me getting a free meal is the point of the story, then you're an idiot. That's not the point. What if, what, if, what if next time somebody... What if somebody else... What if it's not me? What if it's somebody else's niece that gets killed? Huh? What if it's somebody else that has an allergy? Nick, what if that was you? 
What if you had an allergy? That could have been you. I have a seafood allergy. What if that was me? Well, thankfully, I don't have an allergy, but but I'm just if, if if I'm ever anywhere, and the people I'm with get that problem, oh, I'll make and, uh, cannons, I'll make waves, I'll make fucking earthquakes, I'll call, I'll instantly call. First the ambulance, and then I'll call the cops. I'll be like, ambulance, I need, I need the ambulance and the cops. Because if the cops ain't here, I'm punching somebody. I'm punching somebody. I'm punching somebody. Because if someone has something they're, they're allergic to, they can die. So, if I would be in the right to defend my home if someone broke in, if you're trying to kill someone I care about, I have the right to punch you in the face. So for me, for me not to punch you in the face, I'm gonna make sure cops are there to arrest you. And 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 even 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 if we couldn't sue it, and and that person had to go to jail, and and pay a fine. Okay, that's fine. You pay you pay for the hospital's bill too. I, I don't care if my insurance covers the whole thing. My my insurance ain't covering shit. You're paying for it. You're paying. Or, or, or even, even, even if my insurance pays for everything, you're paying me to not sue. How about that? $2,000 not to sue. That's going to save you at least, at least 48 k At uh, least. Plus, plus the cost, plus the cost of the restaurant, of the restaurant sh- shutting down again. Be, because they, because they were probably just shut down for six, seven months for COVID. Now, imagine getting shut down because you almost killed somebody. Jesus. So, well, yeah, a, a lesson was learned tonight, let's hope. And Miller's, get your act together. Alright? Because maybe, you don't know, maybe, maybe, a month from now, me and James will take a place at this Miller's at house. And maybe, we'll eat there. And maybe I'll take a whole video just to make sure they do this right. And the start of that video will be the last time my boy and his family was here, his niece almost got killed. So let's see if they get to act, act together. Well, well, we have the poll just went up and already resounding candy corn no. 80% voted no. 20% voted yes. Who, y'all, I need to know who those 20% are. I got <laughs> no. Now it's 8119. I gotta know who those 19% are. I got... You obviously voted yes like an idiot, so fuck you. Fuck you. You're an idiot. You're a dummy. You're a dum-dum. Dum-dum. Now, what are you gonna say to 90% that voted yes? You're cool. You're the bestest... You're the bestest city I've ever seen. You're smart. You want, you want, you got talent, you got taste, you know what's good, you know, if, uh, I was stuck on an island, right, and the only food for two months was candy corn, 
I'd be the fittest motherfucker in the planet because I'd starve myself. I'd oh my starve myself. I would eat. If I had to put a piece of candy corn just to survive, you know what? I'd die. I'd die. Candy corn is that bad. It has no taste. It's not good. It's so small. I... Uh, like, 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 it's probably the kind of candy that don't even go bad. You can keep that out for months and months at a time. It's trash. It's garbage. And for anybody who likes it, so, so this includes James. Fuck you, you're an idiot. No wonder why you like Mandalorian, you fucking weirdo. Uh, Mandalorian nerds, we love you out here in the streets. Nerd! And more importantly, Miller's Ale House in Paramus, New Jersey. Come closer to the mic. Come closer to the mic. I gotta tell you a secret. Fuck you. I hope you die. I hope you get seriously hit tonight. I hope you get into a small car accident. Not enough to die, but just enough to suffer for a little bit. And maybe that would be karma. Because how dare you almost kill a sweet, innocent, eight-year-old little girl who just was out with her family, with the whole world at her shoulders, a whole bright future. But no, she's two months away. No, she's a month away from Thanksgiving. She's two months away from Christmas. And you almost robbed her of that. You almost robbed her of the next 80 years. Maybe, maybe, maybe 85 years. That's what you almost did. So, fuck you. Fuck your mother. Fuck your bosses. Fuck everyone in your whole entire family. Whoever works in that restaurant. Fuck you. And more importantly, was it a waiter or a waitress? And women are supposed to be good listeners. Women are always saying how men don't listen. Yeah, get the get the fuck out of here. Did you get this girl's name? No, I did not get her. What a fucking idiot you are. Well, what? well, bitch, I don't know your name. And yes, I'm calling you a bitch because because you don't deserve nice things. Whoever bitch you are, fucking are. If I ever go back to this place and you're still there, I'm gonna want your name. So I hope you remember this bitch's face. And Miller's, you don't want me as an enemy. Again, I'll use whatever white privilege I can to make sure you're fucking trash. And I'll be that guy to say, hey, remember this guy's face? Yeah, that's my brother. You almost killed my niece. So you better get our fucking order straight. You better get our fucking order straight. Do you fucking understand me? Because if you almost kill one of us tonight, it's going down, you fucking asshole. That's what I'll do. That's exactly, that's exactly how I'll say it. And that is how we end the podcast.
how we'll end the show. Enjoy Halloween and Miller's Arrowhouse. What we said in Miller's Arrowhouse? Fuck you.